Hey, Slacker friends, welcome to episode 12 of season three of Saints for Slackers. It's Lisa Martinez, the founder of Little with Great Love and your podcast co-host. Let's roll it. Saints for Slackers is proudly sponsored by Legend Fiction, the creative community for Catholic and Orthodox fiction authors. It's a home online to give and get feedback, share your works in progress, and double your writing output. Start your saga by visiting legendfiction.com. Hey, Slacker. It's Jeff Sanchez, co-host and Slacker par excellence, here to introduce our next guest podcaster, Anne Koshute. Anne M. Koshute, MTS, holds a Master of Theological Studies from the Pontifical John Paul II Institute for Studies on Marriage and Family at the Catholic University of America. While studying at the JP2, Anne and her classmates founded Theophany Catholic Theater Company, to perform the plays and poetry of Carol Wojtyla, John Paul II, including at World Youth Day in Cologne, Germany. She has worked in ministry and education over the years and has been a columnist for the Eastern Catholic Life, the official publication of the Byzantine Catholic Eparchy of Passaic since 2015. Anne is a co-founder of Springs in the Desert, a Catholic infertility ministry dedicated to offering spiritual and emotional support and accompaniment to those couples bearing the cross of infertility and loss. To connect with Springs in the Desert, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Anne and her husband Keith enjoy family, friends, and football rivalries in central Pennsylvania. Anywho... Gather round, slackers, to learn more about Adam and Eve. In the tradition of the Eastern Church, December 24th is when the feast day of Adam and Eve is celebrated, who are considered saints. In this episode, Anne tells us how our first parents, most famous for their sinful disobedience, helped to reveal God's merciful love. And don't forget to stick around till the end when we share another hilarious wannabe patron saint, Slacker. Throughout his ministry, Jesus encountered many experiencing pain and suffering, parents who lost their children, men and women plagued by disease and infirmity, the poor and outcast. He also had a fair number of run-ins with evil, beginning with Lucifer himself tempting our Lord in the desert before the Redeemer set out on his divine rescue mission. Thwarted but not giving in to defeat, the devil did what he had since the beginning of time and does to this day. He sent his minions to torment as many people as possible, dead set on drawing them away from God and into destruction. The devil's tricks aren't new, but what he lacks in originality he makes up for in theatrics and in spreading fear. 
So it was with a man terrorizing his neighbors, escaping the chains used to bind him in a weak attempt to restrain his raging. St. Luke tells the terrifying story in his gospel, noting that the demons possessing the man routinely drove him out to deserted places. Satan desired to make his presence known to others, but he cared more to isolate this poor soul, all the better to keep it for himself. When Jesus encounters the man, he learns that the tormentor is not one, but a legion of demons. Jesus casts out these messengers from hell, sending them into a herd of swine. The man is clean, worships Jesus, and begs to follow him. But Jesus tells him to remain and preach the good news of his deliverance. The tormented man is at peace, and his mission becomes sharing the peace of Christ with everyone. Most of us have heard this story before, but there's one important detail we might miss. The demons routinely drove the possessed man to deserted places. This is the devil's MO, his greatest weapon, to isolate us, separating us from God and from each other. As I said, the evil one is not original. When he finds what works, he sticks with it. Isolation, separation, and division are the weapons he used on our first parents long ago in the garden. Where there was peace and contentment, the devil crept or slithered in to introduce chaos. Honing his craft, the father of lies isolated the man and woman in plain sight of each other drawing the woman into conversation while her husband looked on. Was the man frightened? In the confusion of a being so ugly invading the beauty of paradise, did he not appreciate the threat to his wife and their happiness? Or had the devil's plot been much more insidious, more clever, because it was so simple? The devil enticed man and woman with the prospect of having the world, a world already freely given to them by God. He tempted them with the promise that they would be like gods, even though they were created in the very image and likeness of God. The devil convinced them that God wasn't for them, couldn't be trusted, and that they couldn't even trust each other. So the fruit was taken, shared, and shattered their peace. We all learned the story of Adam and Eve as kids, and I guarantee every one of us has thought, I wouldn't have listened to any talking snake. It's a nice thought and it massages our egos, but it's likely not true. The devil drives us to isolation, to the deserted places where we believe we're the strongest and smartest, that we don't need God unless it's an absolute emergency. I've read the book. I can see the trick of the devil a mile away. And yet, I seem to fall for it anyway. Jesus entered the world in the least likely of ways with a power that neither the devil nor Adam and Eve could have anticipated. The devil's approach in the garden was slick, clever, cunning. Jesus approached in quiet innocence. The devil charmed the man and woman with smug confidence. Jesus appeared in humility and vulnerability. The devil destroyed the garden with lies. Jesus restored God's image in all of humanity with the simple gift of himself. In chaos, Adam and Eve hastily covered their nakedness with leaves and brush. Breaking through the disorder, Jesus restored their dignity and ours by swaddling us in his merciful love. 
the devil declared war on humanity, firing the first shot at the innocence of Adam and Eve. Jesus declared his peace to reign forever. Adam and Eve received this promise, but they would have to wait for its fulfillment. As we approach another Christmas season, be wise to the devil's tricks. They don't change, but we can wait for Jesus, anticipate his peace and mercy, and know that whatever your personal chaos at any moment, he is always waiting for you. Every day after we introduce our saint for the day, we also have a wannabe patron saint of the day. These silly wannabe saints are born from the musings of our group of slackers. Okay, slackers, our wannabe patron saint for today is Saint Blister, the patron saint of hikers. Blister was an avid hiker who was always about eh, halfway to the middle of nowhere. But no matter where he hiked, he loved the adventure of experiencing the outdoors on his walks. Blister found that when he picked up his backpack and hiking poles, he'd take off his stress and worry. He lived by the motto, when life gives you mountains, put on your boots and start hiking. Even when he was lost, he found not only himself, but God in nature as it reawakened his sense of wonder in creation. Known as a trail angel, Blister always helped fellow hikers on their journeys. He knew that life was the greatest journey, made of messy paths that were better alongside a friend. So the next time you take the trail less traveled and seem to have lost your way, ask St. Blister to light a path for your aching feet. Slacker. Thanks, Slacker, for joining us today. We hope that your journey with the saints and us this Advent has been and will continue to be a time of blessing. If you haven't already, please stop by littlewithgreatlove.com to check out our blog, shop, and learn more about our restoration ministry. We'd love to connect on Facebook and Instagram as well. And please remember to support our generous sponsors who help make this podcast possible. And if this podcast made you think or smile or maybe even laugh out loud, would you please share it and leave us an online review? It'll really help other slackers to find us and spread the message of the gospel. So thanks in advance. We can't wait to continue our journey together, friends. See you back for our next episode. Or if not, the one after that, slacker. (laughs) 